All right, BradCooney.com would like to welcome to the show hip-hop recording artist, Laura Sosa. What is up? Yo, what's good? Man, what's up with you? Where are you calling me from? Where, where are you at, man? Where are you from? I'm in Columbia, Maryland right now. I'm That's in Howard County right now. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so um, let's 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 get into your. Um, you know what? Before we get into your latest project, tell my listeners a little bit about you. Like, how'd you get into hip hop? Like, what what was it that got you into making music? Uh, I feel like it was just uh, people was just testing my testing my strength as as an artist. You feel me? Like, they sent me over to a place. You feel me? Where there was a lot of. Uh, Folks do is heavily into the hip hop, you feel me, into like gang culture and into like a lot of wild, wild things, you feel me. But they sent me into the trenches and I came out and um, they they heard me rap and they was like, damn, you feel me, like this don't go hard, like it was hard because I, I had things that I was, you feel me, able to say mm-hmm. that like a lot of folks are not able to say because a lot of folks don't. Don't wait till they have something to say in this in this rap thing. They just they go at it because they're trying to chase money. But me, it's like I'm trying I'm trying to just you feel me stamp my legacy and at the same time like I'm really a music connoisseur. Like I really love music like down to the core. You hear me? So it's like that's why my sound is different than a, than anybody in the DMV or Maryland or Baltimore. So. How old were you though? Were you like rapping when you were like a kid? Like, about how old were you when you first started? When I first started, I was about fifteen years old. I was rocking with a little clique. You feel me? That mm-hmm. was um, from around Baltimore, and they had branched out to uh, Howard County, Maryland. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm known around Howard County, uh, Moco, uh, Pioneer City, and Baltimore City. You know what I mean? But it's like my clip was more so known to my, like the, the Columbia area, you mm-hmm. know, which is like Long Reach, Hammond, um, Howard, Marriage Ridge, um, you feel me? All of these little areas out here, it's yeah. not really that known because, you know what I mean? Like everything been just like well kept. Right. Um, that's what I was doing. I was young. I, I, when I when I was young, you feel me? I was I was still getting money, but it was just at a different, right? You know, because I got a young face. You know what I mean? So it's like I had to really earn my my respect by like throwing things and you know what I mean just demanding my respect. So it's like you know this is where I'm known, but it's like my um my map is like more so around here than just in, in Howard County or yeah. Columbia. That's what's up. All right, so you dropped this this new album. You called it Borrowed Time. So t- tell my listeners a little bit about the record and and and, and why you know how did you come up with the title for it? Yeah, for sure. So Borrowed Time was uh, originally before his name Borrowed Time. It was a mixtape that I that I had did, did just to um, introduce my sound to some people and get my name known around. Just the little, uh, you know, social network that I had at the time, which, you feel me, started, like, a while ago. Like, all of this started, you feel me, like, way before I really got in real deep into the rap game. But it's like, I started this, and um, all time, basically, just the meaning behind that is just, like, I caught so many second chances, and 
I've been at so many points, you feel me, where it should have been my time to go to, you feel me, prison for uh, 10 years or I could have caught a bullet that somebody else did or mm. I could have got hit up for some type of crime that would have got me, you feel me, more than 25 or something crazy, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that's dealing with um, anxiety and like, you know, just, just the, the, the regular things that come with as a man just dealing with poverty and trying to make, make your way up and just dealing with the negative things and going through certain things that make you, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. everybody goes through something and like, everybody could get pushed to a certain point where you just stop caring and this and that. But it's like, I, I went through so many things like that where I just started to say that, okay, this is going so well, mm -hmm. legitimately, without anything, you feel me? Anything dark going on, this is going so well, legitimately, legitimately that it's like all the time. It's like God gave me some extra time to where I got to do something. You know, after so many second chances, you look at somebody like, you know what I mean? You mm -hmm. had your chance. Now that's it. That's why I look at it like it's all the time because I got extra time, you feel me, to prove to the world that I exist here. Yeah. And I go hard, you know what I mean? And I got something that, that you may like, and I want to flip you into a fan, even if you hate me right now. I like that, man. And I read when I was reading your bio, um, I was researching, you know, you, you, your background and... Um, I liked I liked how you you know you you don't take for granted you know your life anymore you don't take for granted that you're alive and um, and I guess I'm guessing that's what's inspired you to write to do this record and call it Borrow Time right? Absolutely, that's definitely what what, what inspired it. Yeah, for sure. That's what's up. So let's talk about the single called Blink. Tell me about that song and, and the backstory there. Yeah, so Blink was something I wrote real early. Um, I, I've still had the same writing style. I, I like to pay, you know, surgical attention to uh, each bar that I, you know, write when I'm writing um, songs. So it's like when I was writing this song, particularly, it was on a mixtape. Um, and it was on a mixtape, and it was more so of a drill song than... You feel me? Like the song that it is now, because it was on a YouTube beat, so I couldn't really use it. Mm -hmm. But it attracted so much attention from the folks I was sending it to that they was like, we need to turn this song, you feel me, into something that we could use, not commercially, but just broaden the broaden the uh, the market a little bit, broaden the pool of listeners that are mm -hmm. going to be listening to this, not just the trenches or just, you know, people that are from Baltimore or just... Uh, the surrounding counties were more so like this is something that's coming from Maryland not even just the DMV this is something that's coming from Maryland that's coming from a legitimate artist so I wanted to give it specific attention but when I got you know what I mean the back end to turn it from a mixtape into something that could be you know really utilized as an LP then that's when I just changed uh, uh, a couple of the lyrics on the hook to make it more so of a club song. But when you listen to the song, it's more like a drill song. So when you hear it, you're gonna be like, yeah, it's a drill song. And it, it, it was different when I when I, when I had the uh, the hook on, my, on the uh, mixtape, it was more, you know, a little bit ratchet. It had a uh, tire skirt and, uh, you know, gunshots and this and that. But it's like, I understand that that's not really my passion. I, that's not something that I want to reflect. I just want to more so reflect success, hmm. you know, from somebody that, it shouldn't really have it because as hard as you work sometimes you know what i mean like most of the times folks don't make it because it's just it's hard out here 
Yeah. So that's what that really reflect now versus before it was just a drill song. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So how many songs are on the record on the uh, Borrow Time album? The last time I checked, it was 17. Dude, um, that's a lot of tracks. Yeah, that's what two skits, and I added two songs in Spanish. Oh, really? So that would, yeah, so that would be about 11 tracks in English, and I consider them all to be kind of like singles. Yeah. That's a good idea, doing the Spanish so songs, too, so you're hitting two different demographics. Yeah, and I don't think the world's seen anything like I, I could write or, you know what I mean, perform in Spanish because I'm more of like a street guy, and mm -hmm. I, I know these people are looking more so into the Latin pop, you know what I mean? Yeah. People that could come out with these Latin pop songs that are that are going stupid viral around the world, you feel me? Yeah, it's growing, it's, it's really... Yeah, that that, you know that, I mean? that genre is really blowing up. It's crazy. Yep. You know what I mean? But it's like, I study music, and at the same time, Spanish was like almost one of my, it wasn't my first language, but it was really close, you feel me? Like, it was right there when I was learning learning English, like, as a kid. Yeah. And, like, the writing in Spanish is the same way that I write in English, and it's like, let me just apply this talent into these other genres. You feel me? And, like, when they came out, they just... You know, I didn't want to do it because I knew it may, you know, garner more attention more so than my than what than what's my, my really pride and joy, which is just like the borrowed time, like just mm -hmm. in English. You feel me? Like just the tracks that I'm putting out, like I want to compete against the American Martin. Like, like I'm really trying to smash everybody. I'm trying to smash God, <laughs> but it's like this. The Spanish really kind of was just another card that I could pull out my deck. You feel me? Because it's 2020 and it's like COVID-19 time. Like, yeah. it's time for, you feel me, to pull out all the cars out the deck. And that was just one of them. And they, they told me, yeah, we need another one. So yeah. I, I, I was able to uh, produce two, you feel me, in the time. The first yeah. one garnered so much attention, though, it was like, you got to go back and get another one. Yeah. So, um, that was a smart that, idea. I, was, I, I, I really think that was a good idea. Um, not, not to mention Spanish is a really, it's like the fastest growing language in the country right now. Um, yeah. more and more people are, are learning Spanish and, you know, we're getting more, um, Hispanic immigrants coming in. So definitely a smart marketing move. Um, all right. So, um, we touched a little bit on style. So when somebody comes up to you and says, yo, what kind of style are you? What do you tell them as far as rapping goes? I would say I have a, uh, I would say it's a modern twist on, um, a really quick rapping style. So it's like between Eminem and Twister. Oh, wow. Maybe, you feel me? But with a little cross of Gucci, man, because I like to incorporate a lot of real scenarios in my music just so, just for reference. So like when you listen to this, this music, you're like, oh yeah, I've been through something like that. Like, I could really relate to what this guy's saying, but at the same time, the uh, the bars and everything, the, the the music is is put together poetically to where it's like, okay, it's easy to follow the structure, correct, and it's just satisfying. Like I want to make satisfying music, and I think you get that on all three genres, whether it's trap music or reggaeton or Latin pop. Like I want them just to be satisfying, you know, to the target audience. Mm -hmm. Um. Do you make your own beats, or do you got a go, you know a go-to guy for that? I'm working on it. Like that's something that I knew there was gonna be heavy. Cause yeah, man, 
Like when I was going through mixtapes, I, I, I must have went through about a thousand beats before I before I picked my top eight. Oh man, yeah. You know, so I, I was listening to for, for beats that I could listen to that didn't require vocals on them. You could listen to them over and over, and they didn't require vocals to be on them. Mm -hmm. Those are the type of beats that I chase. It's like yeah. I chase this experience. I ch I chase this uh, feeling that you get when you listen to a song and you get goosebumps. You feel me? I you do. It's I just do. you know something that something that really like bookmarks a period of of time when you're listening to some music. That's what really gave me my love of music is yeah. when I was coming up, like around 2012, between 2012 and 2016, uh, Two Chains and Wiz Khalifa, man, they really bookmarked like just my whole high school experience. Like it was magical, and that's the type of experience that I want to give to, to yeah. my audience. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I've probably over the past mm, three years, I've probably interviewed three, three to four hundred hip hop artists. And one of the things I see a real trend in lately is there's more and more hip hop artists are learning how to make their own beats. They're really getting in there, studying the studio and, and producing. I guess maybe because partially, you know, partially because it's really expensive, man. Um, so, so a lot of these guys are learning how to make their own beats. But I tell you what, man, not anybody can do it because it's it's a real science to it, man, to be a really good beat maker. Nah, for sure. And I, you know, it's funny, like you, you're saying that about, but I forgot to mention, I just make my first beat today. Oh, really? You know what I mean? So, like, the curiosity is there. Like, I really am, like, yeah. serious about wanting to make these, these beats and shit, like, yeah. heavy. Like, I really wanted to, you know what I mean? Because it's the same thing when you're going into <sighs> doing your vocal. It's the same thing. You're trying to spark the same type of experience. You hear yep. me? But it's like, yeah, going into the beats, like, that's something that I'm going, that I'm going through. But, um, sure. you know, I know that I'm, I'm not going to release anything until I know that it's going to spark that type of experience that, like I said, said before, it's like, I want everything that I do, I want it to be industry standard, you feel me, or industry, uh, barrier breaking. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, just like, just like if you, if you cooking some food, you want it to be like more than just the type of experience that you get. You know what I mean? Like that's how how heavy I go into curating this thing. Is like I could have made something like you feel me. It's just my neighborhood going to war with somebody else's neighborhood, and it could have you feel me sparked something something yeah. wild. But at the same time, it's like at the same time, it's like nah, because I know I know that I'm worth more than that, and I could um, I could make something happen that's like you know way more impactful. Yes, sir. You know, the other thing about making beats is um, if, you, if, if you're good at it, you can actually make money, too. Yeah. It's like a second yeah, career. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, I mean, it's fun. It's like it's entertaining and satisfying as an artist. You yep. know what I mean? To be able to play with uh, those type of melodies and yeah, everything. Man. Like, everything as an artist when you really enjoy music is like... It's just entertaining. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not even work. Like, you're yeah. just going in... You're using your time. You're you're burning your own fuel to do something that's like really just feels good, and it's like it's not even the same as work. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's yeah. a win-win for me, like every time for real. Absolutely. All right, a couple more things. I'll let you go. Um, who are some of your musical influences coming up? Who's your favorite like hip hop artist? 
All right, for, all right. So I thought about this question a lot. The, yeah. the first that I want to say right now is Gucci Man. Yeah. First and foremost, Gucci Man. I've listened to almost all his mixtapes. Yo Gotti is gonna be the, is number number two. Number three is Little Wayne for sure. Little Wayne. Four, That's my guy. Made from New Orleans. I've been a big Little Wayne fan. Yeah. Little what? Little Wayne what? Yeah. Oh man, his Carter three that changed my life. Yeah, that dude's like that. that, 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 that Little Wayne is like ridiculously talented. That guy's got so much. He's just on a different level, man. And he's from New Orleans. I live pretty close to New Orleans. And yeah. I remember Little Wayne like like when he first was coming up. Like a lot of people knew yeah. him locally, but then when he blew up and went worldwide, I was like, oh hell yeah! Everybody's about to find out some shit about Little Wayne now. Crazy. Crazy yep. and his his his, uh, his catalog is ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy! And, um, oh man, see, uh, when he came out with the Carter Three and he was talking about Katrina, it just it it it, it made the art different for me because I knew that it could be something yep. more more uh, colossal than a than a than a than a statue or yeah, you feel me something just written in history. You know what I mean? It was like burning to my head, like damn. You could really make this music thing bigger than yourself, bigger than what you sure. saw in there. And that really changed everything for me. But um, my fourth, I got to put in there 50 Cent, like 50. There you like, go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Kanye, you know, if I say 50, I got to say Kanye. This is the era that I grew up, man. And yeah. like the, the the most influential time for music for me was like right when I was graduating graduating in high school, which was around 2012. You see me? That was Nipsey Hussle, uh, J Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Um, um, where's uh, where's where's M? Is, is is M in your first five or no? I really want M to be in my first five. I really want him to yeah. like. I really want him to because he's a big staple in our in our culture, and I respect Eminem. You know what I mean, but it's like just as a, 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 a African American mixed male, you feel me? Like Eminem was huge. Like he definitely in there. He's definitely in there. Like I grew up playing, you feel me? PS2, PS3. Yeah, he also uh, he also brought the world Fifty Cent. He also brought Fifty Cent whole time. Yeah, no cap. But I then Dr. Dre brought. Money. But then Doc. But then Dr. Dre brought Eminem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like it's a bias. It's like a reverse bias. Yeah, like, for sure. I mean, we we kind of nobody speaks on it because we don't have to speak on it. You know what I mean? Right. But I want to speak on it right now. It is a reverse bias. It's because he's a white guy. It is what it is. Yeah, it is. I, I feel you. I feel you on that, man. It's a, it's just facts of facts. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, and I love. You feel me? Like I've never like. I got people's around me. From my, I love with all my heart, and I'm a bull ass person. You feel me? And I don't, I don't give nobody no bias or nothing goofy like that. Yeah. But it's just like when it come down to it, when I think like honestly in my own head, it, it, it's like Fifty Kanye. You feel me? Um, I, I would even have to put Kid Cudi in there because he just dropped this joint that was crazy. They had uh, tequila shots on it, and I've been playing that like. Crack music, like crazy. Yeah. You feel me? Like anytime I got a crack music moment, you you in my top. You in my top thirty. I got you, man. I, I, that's and um, so Stan, Stan Stan was probably the only drone from Eminem uh, that I really is in my crack thirty. Like, All right, let me ask you I one more. So you gave me your top five. Let me ask you this: Who do you feel is the greatest hip hop artist of all time? 
uh, I will say Biggie Smalls right under that Tupac. Perfect. Those are my one. That's my one-two punch also. For real. Yep. Right on the dot. Right, right on the dot. That's my one-two. I, I, I got. I got a quick. I, I got a quick. Uh, let me tell you a quick Tupac. Let me tell you a quick Tupac story. For sure. So a few years back, you remember when the movie Straight Outta Compton came out? Yeah. Okay. So in that movie, um, in that movie, Tupac was a, was a small part in that movie. He wasn't. He wasn't one of the main names because back when when that was going down with NWA, Tupac kind of came in after their prime. He, they kind of handed the torch to him. You know, he was kind of young. Uh, but you, if you remember in that movie, in the scene where Tupac was in the studio with Snoop. Do you remember that? Oh. All right, so yeah, the I remember, yeah. All right, so the actor that played Tupac, I mean, he looked just like Tupac, man. The, the dude that played him, the the, the actor that played Tupac, that dude's name is Mark Love. So I had that actor on this podcast show, like right after that film came out, and I actually, yeah. so I actually interviewed that dude, and I asked him, I said, "Hey, man, what was the highlight for you? What was the most like exciting, most the most highlighted?" memory you have being in that film and man you know what he told me what? he told me that 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 the, it, it didn't happen when he was filming it he said it happened after the film came out they were at a they were at a film release party in los angeles and he was at this party at this film release party for straight out of compton and uh ice cube was there and cube's son was there you know a lot of, a lot of the actors was at this big premiere party and he said this older black lady walked up to him and she reached out her hand and she said, hi, I'm Tupac's mother. And she reached around and, and, and look, and she hugged him and she said, I just wanted to tell you that I'm proud of you and, and you made my son look, you know, you, you did him real well and I appreciate you, what you did for, for my son. You did a great job. And this dude, this actor said, he, that man, dude, this actor said every hair in his body stood up, man. He had this surreal moment. Where there could not have been a better way to validate his performance to have Tupac's mother come up to him yeah. and give him that respect. How crazy is that? Hey, that, that kind of gave me some goddamn. <laughs> for real, man. For real. For real. Man. That, that what a what a powerful moment. I mean, he, he told me he'll never forget that till the day he dies. He'll never forget that moment. Uh, hey, and that's the things like. I want to reach out to all the little shorties, like everybody, you feel me? Like, there's not, they're still under their parents' control and all that. It's like, yeah. It's, it's bigger things, you know what I mean? The chase is like, yep. you know what I mean? It's not just that, that whatever lifestyle you're looking at, it's those moments that you're chasing. It's like, you feel yeah, me? man. It's like powerful, and it, it really make your, your life worth something. It's Absolutely, like, man. 100%. 100%. All right, man. I think, um, before I let you go, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a chance to tell all the listeners where they can get your music and stuff. But before we do that, is there anything that I missed? Is there any singles, any any anything you're about to drop you wanna talk about? Um or did we cover everything you wanted to talk about as far as your your, your current projects? Yeah, we pretty much did, but I I'll revamp real quick. My my project is called Ball Time. It's coming out sometime next week. Um, I'm dropping these two songs in Spanish. Um, they're called Amor, Amor Caliente and Tu Tiempo. They're going to be shot in Puerto Rico. They're coming out real soon. I'm dropping up a video called, um, 
what it was on YouTube is coming out very soon. It will be on your your laptop. You will see that joint. You feel me? Just rock with me. My name is Lil Sosa, spelled L O R S O S A. You can find me at, at at Lil Sosa Official on Instagram. You feel me? Just holler at me. I'm in here. Look, man, I, I had a lot of fun talking to you. Um, I listen to your music too, and, I, and you got a lot of talent, man. I want you to keep keep at it, man. Stay away from the from you know, stay away from trouble if you can. I know sometimes trouble can find you, but do your best to stay away from that shit because you got a lot of talent, man. I think you can go far in this in the field. Um, and I want you to come back too when you got some new stuff to talk about, man. Just get a hold of us and we'll get you back on. All right? For sure, I'll be on your line. I'm all at you. That's what's up, man. I appreciate you joining me. All right, have a good night. Uh, already. Take care, bro.